I think we're in a time and season of heightened angelic activity. Now, I think the spirit world is always active. I, I don't think any angels or demons ever sleep, right? They're, they're spirits, but there's more, I guess, intensified interaction between the spirit world and the natural world based upon the events that are happening that are causing prophecy to unfold right before our very eyes. We've been through 2020, 2021, 2022, and we're slowly coming to the close of 2023. Has it been a boring decade so far? No. Has it been uh, slow and insignificant? No, absolutely not. But all of the things, the signs that Jesus said would happen before he returns are happening in our lifetime, in our generation. Bible prophecy is uh, coming to pass. Am I saying the end is now? Save yourselves. No, I'm not. I don't think the end is now, but I think it is very near. So we've had pestilence happening. We've had famines happening. We've had wars and rumors of wars and false messiahs and fearful sights being seen in the sky. And also, I just think there's been a lot of angelic activity. For the most part, angels, I think, are observing and bearing witness uh, of things happening in the earth and giving a report to Almighty God. And so we're going to continue our angel series and give some insight into these beautiful uh, spiritual creatures that God has made to worship him, to serve him, to minister to him, and also to minister to the saints and to fulfill God's will in the earth. I believe in four major groups of angels. You have angels that worship, angels that are around the throne. You also have angels that war for God, such as Michael, the archangel, And then you have two others, and these are messenger angels and ministering angels. Messenger angels and ministering angels. Three of these angels are very connected to heaven. Well, they're all connected to heaven. They're all spirit, but they're they're always up in heaven. And to have them descend upon the earth is a very rare occasion really is rare. And messenger angels are one of those. So you have throne angels. They're around the throne of God in heaven. And sometimes these will manifest in service. They really will. The glory of God just touches down in a special way in service or or vision or something, and people will get a glimpse of them. Some of the Bible writers did. Uh, Then you have angels of war, which do participate in things here on the earth. And of course, big wars in heaven. There's going to be a great one in Revelation one day, right? And then messenger angels will come down from heaven here upon the earth. And then the ministering spirits primarily are here upon the earth. And they walk among us uh, to serve us and to help us. So messenger angels, they're up in heaven. But they will appear to men and women to give a message from God uh, to people. So messenger angels are usually connected to people with prophetic giftings. Or somebody who is about to fulfill God's purpose through prophecy. So it's very prophetic in their connection to us. Uh, Warring angels are typically connected to people who often do intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer moves uh, angels of war. 
But messenger angels are connected to uh, somebody who is prophetic, or a man or woman who's prophetic, giving word from God to that person, uh, maybe to speak or to take action on. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Take God's love to another level in your life by giving to the ministry of this podcast. Give an offering through Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo at Justin C. Gleason. Thanks and be blessed. The first angel story I ever heard was a story that my mother told me about her father, my grandpa, Charles R. Dyson. He wrote two really good books, first being Actions Are Weighed, the next is No Continuing City. He wrote them back in the 60s. They're out of print, but if you can find copies here and there online, buy it, read it, and then send it to me as a gift because I collect those books. Thank you very much. Uh, He was a, a tremendous preacher tremendous preacher he, uh, he told uh, he, he, he had an encounter with an angel told the family he's told friends about this he was a he was a hunter and he and some of his business friends were on an elk hunt my, my grandfather uh, uh, was the president of a furniture factory there in north in, in uh, North Little Rock and Little Rock Arkansas and on this elk hunt they set up camp. It was the first night. They all turned in for the evening and my grandpa was had fallen asleep in his tent. And they're up there on the mountains in the woods and he's asleep. It's about midnight and he's awakened by, he said, an angel of the Lord woke him up and he said to him, Charles Dyson, you must leave right now. And the angel disappeared. I mean, he just aroused my grandpa right out of sleep in his tent and said, you must leave right now. And he just disappeared. And uh, (laughs) this is how angels work. They're not, it's very rarely you're going to have a conversation with, with a messenger angel. You might with a ministering spirit, but a messenger angel, they come give the message and they leave. That's how it's worked for me. That's how it's worked for others. I've heard Eli Hernandez tell tell stories about this. They're just there. It's a short word and they leave and you better take action quick. So my grandpa wakes up. He assesses the situation, figures out, okay, this was not a dream. This was real. A real angel appeared to me in my tent and told me to leave. So he wakes up all of his business partners. These are not churchmen, but he wakes them all up and says, friends, I don't know how to explain this to you, but we've got to get out of here right now. And he could tell that they were kind of confused about as to why. And he said, the Lord has told me we've got to leave. And they said, well, Brother Dyson, we know you're a preacher and we trust you and we're let's go. So they packed up, drove down the mountain, and came down to the, the little town there. I think they're in Colorado, actually. And uh, just checked into the motel and and stayed there that night. Well, the next morning, they're having breakfast there in the in the hotel lobby. And either it was on the TV or on the radio, a uh, news report came out that there had been a, a convict, a murderer, had escaped from prison and was armed and dangerous and traveling through that part of, of Colorado. And based upon the news report and also confirmed with newspapers where my grandpa and those business associates would have set up, would have had camp, their campfires out, smoke going up in the air, that convict would have gone through that area. And there's no doubt in my mind, no doubt in our family's mind, no doubt in my grandpa's mind uh, that that convict would have uh, harmed 
my grandpa and those men. He absolutely would have. And the angel of the Lord knew that and warned my grandpa, you got to leave now to spare his life. That is a messenger angel. They come with a message. They're all throughout the Bible. Uh, in various places, God wanted his people to know either you need to stay, you need to leave, you need to go. Uh, this, the, he would come to, angels like this would come to parents and tell them you're about to have a child and this is what the baby will do and this is what it shall be when, when the child is grown and, and amazing things like that. So they give a message from God. It's very prophetic. So uh, the angels that appeared to Lot with the Lord, they were messenger angels. You know, the two angels leave and the Lord stands there with Abraham and the Lord reveals to Abraham, I'm about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And then Abraham tries to reason with God there. Well, the two angels came into Sodom and uh, speak to Lot concerning what's about to happen and, and do their best to try to get the whole family out, out of the city. Those were messenger angels, gave a message. Uh, you read about Daniel in the Bible. Gabriel appears to him and reveals to him uh, marvelous things concerning his people and the timeline of them coming back from uh, Babylonian captivity back to their promised land and even when the temple would be built and even, even got it right about the time when uh, Messiah would appear. Uh, that all came through a messenger angel. Uh, Mary, Mary, little sweet Mary uh, from Nazareth, the Lord of, uh, or the, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel appears to her and announces to her, uh, Mary, your favorite of the Lord inside of you is the chosen one, Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. That came through a messenger angel. And then, of course, in the book of Revelation, John, all of his revelations, you know, he sees all four angels, really, uh, there in Revelation. But who is, who's given him all the information? It's messenger angels. That's who's given him all the information. So they're real. Uh, they exist. They will appear out of nowhere and explain to people and give them direction a lot of times when they're when when danger is near or an opportunity is near these types of angels will appear to people from the lord to give them direction if you've ever had an encounter with one of these write to me and i would love to uh, hear about it it's just amazing uh, what i've uh, heard from others these types of messenger angels they'll appear to you in church they'll appear to you in your house in your car <laughs> Uh, in a tent up in the mountains on an elk hunt. You, you just never know when they'll uh, appear out of nowhere. So uh, oftentimes uh, they'll even appear to you about uh, maybe uh, the person you're about to marry, by the way. Okay, like Joseph, is, is uh, after Mary announces to him, hey, I'm expecting he couldn't believe it at first. She was, uh, this pregnancy was of the Lord, but he's uh, asleep and angels appear in his dreams, which has happened to me, by the way. That's that's really usually where it happens. They appear in my dreams. A messenger angel said, fear not, Joseph, to take Mary to be your wife. Uh, this same happened uh, not for marriage, but for a child. In the book of Judges, a father and mother who were barren, an angel of the Lord appears to them and told them, you're going to have a special son. He'll be a judge and he'll be mighty. And that uh, son that was born to them was Samson. Samson. Now, I love the Bible character Samson. It it was the first character in the Bible that was um, announced uh, by an angel. 
Yeah, Samson, announced by a by a messenger angel. And Samson has a prophetic pattern to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, Samson, uh, both of their births were predicted by angels, Samson and Jesus. Both of them grew up and were mightily blessed. Uh, Both, while they were growing up, were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Samson defeated a lion. Jesus uh, defeats the roaring lion, Satan. Uh, This is interesting. How about this? Both of them married a Gentile bride. Uh, How about that? Both of them kind of spoke in riddles. Samson spoke in riddles. Jesus spoke in parables. (laughs) They were both kind of a... I look at him as as a one-man army. Samson never had an army. Jesus, in his greatest battle on the cross, he was forsaken. Uh, Both of them, you never see them uh, uh, fighting from the outside. They're always fighting from within. Samson is never on the outside. He's always within, being captured or in a city or wherever. So, yeah, both were betrayed for money. Samson betrayed for for a silver and so was Jesus Christ both appeared to be defeated but they came back and won like Samson up on the pillars looks like he was lost Jesus on the cross looked like he was defeated but he but he came back and won so on and on the list goes all that began because an angel of the lord came and announced that and things happened so i believe in prophecy i believe god speaks but it's like extra special when it comes from an angel of the Lord to give a message. And uh, if you're connected to prophecy, it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when before an angel is going to come to you with a word. You may never see them, but I know this. A lot of times I'll be in the pulpit preaching and it's always on my left side. I don't know why that is, but I will hear a voice speak right into my ear. I'll turn around. Nothing there. I got to say what I just heard. I'll be in the altar praying and a voice will come up and say, pray for their knee pain. I turn and look, nobody there. (laughs) I'll be counseling with somebody and I'll hear a voice uh, uh, tell me they're in sin. Don't believe them. (laughs) I mean, these messenger angels, they have a surveillance and access to knowledge from God that you and I don't have on a normal basis. So yeah, they're not, they don't have a bunch of faces like the throne angels do. They don't have big swords like the warring angels do, but you better believe it. They got a word, a voice, and a power that is uh, a force to be reckoned with against the forces of darkness. Amen. They speak the word in might and in power. And I, I like to think we should act like these angels. God gives you a word, you speak it. Uh, you, you don't really need a whole a whole lot of <laughs> small talk, right? You don't need a whole lot of uh, accolades when you speak. Just get right to it, you know? Uh, like my friend Bobby Wade, great evangelist. You know, most preachers take off like a 747, real, real slow. Not Brother Wade. No, no, it's a helicopter. It's just way up there. That's That's how the angels talk. So he's a prophet of the living God. That's how they do it. The Justin C. Gleason podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and more. Press follow and become a loyal listener. Give a five-star rating and write a great review. You can also get more content from me at the Life Church KC podcast. You're here to listen, and I'm here to talk. Okay, on over to 
ministering angels, or you could say ministering spirits, another phrase in the Bible. These are the type of angels that we hear about the most. These are the type of angels I think that appear the most in the Bible. They're angels that live among us, walk among us here on the earth. Now, they're angelic. They're not human, but they look like us when they appear. These ministering spirits don't have four faces. These ministering spirits don't have countenances like fire. They're not like a golden bronze, beautiful-looking color uh, like, like Michael is. Uh, they don't stand really tall and have booming loud voices like messenger angels do. No, they look just like us. And they're called ministering uh, spirits. So I think uh, whenever uh, we're born, uh, these angels, they know exactly who we are and they represent us as a way in heaven. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 10, uh, Jesus talks about these children behold the face of my father. Okay. Their angel beholds the face of my father. Every little child has a guardian angel. And I just think these angels observe us, especially those who have a prophetic destiny uh, upon them. So uh, uh, Acts chapter 12, when the church is interceding for Peter to be broken out of prison and Peter shows up at the door, Rhoda comes back in and says, Peter's here. And they said, oh, no, it's not him. It's got to be his angel. You know, the early church believed that, that you had an angel that looks uh, just like you. I think these angels often are the ones that carry us after a saint departs. They carry us up into the heavenly realm. Uh, so so like in Luke 16, the angels that carry Lazarus' soul to Abraham's bosom, those are ministering spirits. They care for us from the time we're born uh, until the time we die. So they, they look like us. Some of them may look like an actual person that represents them. Some of them just have their own look and they they walk among us and um and they live among us so uh, some would say that they all look like men that they're always men quite often they do appear to be like men but um i don't think so i actually uh believe that some of these angels look like women matter of fact i believe i've had <laughs> interaction with them at, at church but if you need bible some of you bible people out there read zechariah chapter 5 and verse 9 he sees two female spirits that ascend from heaven, and they don't look like men. They look like women. <laughs> okay, so uh, there you have it. So, yeah, I believe angels can manifest to look like women. They're not men. They're not women. Often they manifest in a masculine formality, but they can also appear to be like women. They're spirits. They're neither male or female. Uh, Jesus taught. So, so yeah, that's, that's what you have there. So you have them, they look like people. Some of them look directly like us. And those are the angels that guard over us and watch over us. So, um, I, I want to stop right here and, and talk more about this. So yes, you have an angel that looks like you. I know some people that don't believe this, but I've already quoted to you scripture, uh, with with the early church believing this, the Jews always believed this. They just, their prophets of old, their sages had insight into this that God appoints angels uh, to us when we are children to represent us, and they look like us as we grow. Okay, so you have uh, they thought uh, Peter's angel was there. You have Jesus saying, "Their angel, the children's angel, beholds my Father's face." So, well, I I've experienced this in my life. So. This was in October of 2017. I was in a early morning prayer meeting at our church. 
I walk into the sanctuary and I was a little late that morning. There was already men praying and I sit down on the front row where I normally would pray and I just know it and feel it. There is an angel up on that platform and oh, I wanted to see him so bad, but my eyes were never open to behold this angel, but I knew there was one on that platform. I just knew it. So that entire prayer meeting for like 20 minutes, I just prayed, God, uh, whoever this angel is, he is welcome here. Thank you for sending this angel. May he minister to us as men today. May he come by from time to time here at this church and, and, and be used to touch us and to uplift us and to encourage us. You know, I'm praying things like that, just kingdom-minded prayers. Well, the prayer meeting went on. After about 20 minutes, I felt the presence of the angel leave. So then we had focused prayer. We all went and got some uh you know, a little bit of breakfast and I get back to the church office and I just could not stop thinking about this, this experience I had. And I texted, uh, Paul Webb, our men's leader at the time. And I said, bro, I thought, I think there was an angel in that prayer meeting with us. And he goes, is that why you were on the platform the whole time? (laughs) And when I read that, I about dropped my phone. (laughs) So I called him up. I said, what are you talking about, bro? I was never on the platform. He said, well, I saw you on the platform. I said, bro, I sat on that front row the entire time, never moved, but I felt there was an angel on the platform. He said, brother Justin, I looked up on the platform and I saw you. You had on, you know, your black sweater, your jeans, your shoes, everything. It looked just like you. And all you did was just stare out at the people. (laughs) So. So we talked more about the situation, and I just, I just drew the conclusion that my angel was in the room that day, and a man saw him. This also happened again, not too long after that. We had, uh, I was in my office. It was on a Wednesday afternoon. I was preparing to preach that night at our church, and I heard somebody scream, like shriek, really loud out in the, uh, out in the. We call it the narthex. Some of y'all call it the foyer, right? And I just paused and didn't hear any other noises, no crash, no this or that. I thought, I'm not going to investigate this because I was really locked into you know sermon preparation. Well, later that night at church, one of our cleaning ladies came up to me, and she was kind of a newer disciple in our church, came out of a, I guess, a reformer background where they don't really believe in, in uh, angels interacting with us. And she had gotten the Holy Ghost, had gotten baptized in Jesus' name, was uh, learning all the, the ways and the systems and practices of the Oneness Pentecostal movement. And angels had just not, uh, the understanding of them and the faith in them and, and all of that hadn't come to her until that day. She said, Brother Justin, she said, you know, this is all still new to me. She got, she says, I, I got to tell you, I had a hard time believing in all this angel stuff. But she said, I was out there cleaning the church and I looked up and saw you in a suit walking down the aisle and she said i just said hello brother justin and she said i watched you didn't answer me but you turned and walked right through the wall into your office (laughs) and i was in there studying what this dear sweet sister from a reformer to a pentecostal saw was my angel and so i mean people in my church have even seen my wife's angel I remember, I remember hearing one of our a praise singer in our church several years ago. My wife was not feeling good one Sunday and just stayed home. And she and one of these ladies that was on the platform during worship service said she looked out and saw my wife 
walk in the church and she was walking among the people, but it wasn't my wife. It was her angel. So I've seen my father's angel. This was something. Uh, It was in 2013. It was an interesting year for me because my dad began to travel quite a bit during the week uh, during that time, being assistant general superintendent. And this was about, this was early in the year. It was like the wintertime, January, February, March, something like that. And uh, I walk into the sanctuary one morning and I look up and I see my dad on the platform and he had a, a cell phone out. What was interesting was it was a flip phone. And, th- you know, by then most of us had smartphones. And I thought, that's interesting. Dad went back to a, a dumb phone, <laughs> a flip phone. And he had on like a blue sweater, blue pants, and dress shoes. And I remember thinking just in the back of my mind, that's unusual for him to be dressed like that. Normally he'd have on, you know, like a suit and, uh, you know, just like a dress shirt or a sport jacket and a dress shirt. But, you know, whatever to each his own. So I just said, hey, Dad. And he looks up, but not at me, but just kind of at the ceiling and kind of his eyes kind of go back and forth. And then he just looks down at his phone and he keeps on looking at the phone. I thought, well, he's just busy and no time to talk. But that's not like my dad. My dad uh, is so personable. He'll close up a book and and talk to somebody on an airplane, you know, if they want to. He just, you're at the restaurant, you walk by, he'll put down his fork and knife and, and talk to you before he finishes his dinner. That's He's just so personable. So I thought that was unusual for me to say, hey, dad, good morning. And he doesn't even acknowledge me, but I was in a hurry. You know, I had uh, it was that was on a Wednesday too. I had I was preaching that night, had that on my mind. So I leave the sanctuary. I was back in the sound booth getting something. I can't remember what I was getting. Something I don't know. So and then I come back into my office and I realized, oh wait, I got to ask my dad something. So I run back in the sanctuary. Just like only five seven seconds went by, and I walk back in the sanctuary and he's not even there. So I run back to his office, knock on the door, not there. I walk all around the building. He's not there. I go out in the parking lot where he would normally park. His car's not there. So I get out my phone and I call him and he answers and he said, Hey, Just, what's up? I'm in St. Louis for meetings. <laughs> I was like, you're in St. Louis right now. He goes, yeah. Now keep in mind, it only been like 90 seconds since I saw him on the platform with a, with a flip phone and, and a blue sweater. And he's four hours away now in St. Louis. I said, dad, you know what? Never mind. Uh, travel safe. We miss you. Bye-bye. Love you. I go back in the church. I go in the sanctuary right where he, where I saw him standing. And I just fell on my face. I realized I'd seen my father's angel and other people in our church have seen it. So based upon the Bible and what I've experienced, I am just fully convinced that these angels of the Lord that came down to Israel and talked to a husband and wife and said, you're going to have a son, Samson, the same uh, type of angels that tried to get Lot out of Sodom, the same type that came to uh, to Daniel and other people in the Bible, same type that appeared to John for Revelation. They're, they're, they live among us. They walk among us. And I want to live a life that they feel comfortable with and, and attracted to. I want to live a life that they recognize in heaven. That's why we repent of our sins. That's why we worship. That's why we give. That's why we're completely holy and separated because that's how angels live. You want to be in the kingdom of heaven, start acting like angels. You want to be in this kingdom, start acting like a kingdom citizen, okay? All right, to a degree, right? <laughs> so, uh, but you look at how these angels minister, and I, th- I think they give us insight into how we've ministered all this time.
A lot of times these ministering spirits will come and minister to somebody who is confused uh, or in in a place where they got to make decisions or in, in a time of real trouble, just a confusing situation. Like, for instance, Hagar. The first place an angel manifests, it's in Genesis to Hagar. To Hagar, when she was kicked out, kicked out by Abraham and the family, you know, an angel appears to her and gives her uh, instructions to return back to Abraham uh, and Sarah. So uh, we already mentioned Joseph. He was, you know, the the New Testament opens up with a man who's confused whether or not to get married. <laughs> There's a healthy relationship, but yeah, the angel comes to Joseph when he's confused. Uh, a lot of times, these angels will minister to somebody when they're in need of food. Oh, yeah, they sure will. Or they'll uh, manifest with food. So like Gideon, uh, the angel of the Lord comes to him, sets his staff on the raw meat, unleavened bread, and a fire appears. Food. That's uh, Judges around about Judges 6, I think. So uh, Elijah, uh, during a very difficult, confusing time in his life and battling Ahab and Jezebel, uh, he wakes up and an angel uh, had prepared a meal for him, you know, cake and water and all of that. Supernaturally sustained him for 40 days, First Kings 19. Uh, Psalm 78, it calls manna that the Hebrews ate for 40 years in the wilderness. Uh, angels food, angels ministered the food. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, whenever Jesus, after he fasted and was tempted by Satan, it says angels came and ministered to him. You know, I think they probably brought him food. After fasting, they probably brought him uh, food. So in Revelation 19, the marriage supper of the Lamb, who do you think is going to cook for us in heaven? I'd like to think it'll be the angels. So, yeah, that is uh, ministering spirits. That's what they do. And I've heard stories, especially during the Depression era, when a lot of Pentecostal families run out of food, uh, droughts, things like that. They prayed, and all of a sudden, like, roast beef dinners appear on their table. (laughs) I mean, just amazing. So, yeah, they'll minister to you when you're confused and when you're hungry. What about when you're sick? What about when you need healing and strength? Yes, angels will do that. Bible says in Psalm 103, the angels excel in strength. I know all four of the major groups of angels, they all have their own unique characteristics, how their faces look, how their clothing looks, what they do for the Lord. But something that is common amongst all angels, they excel in strength. From time to time, they'll touch you and that strength will come upon you. It's amazing. It's like Isaiah 6, Isaiah is touched by an angel, boom. Daniel chapter 10, when he sees one angel in in power and might, he was just spectacular how he looked. Daniel fell down and had no strength in him, and another angel had to come up and touch him. (laughs) So I think he saw a mighty mighty messenger angel, and then a ministering spirit came by (laughs) and touched him. So you'll see that in Daniel, all four types. He interacted with all four. Yeah, so... um, in Tony Bailey's book, Buckle Up, Enjoy the Ride, a, 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 first of all, a fantastic man of God, a great preacher and teacher of the word. In his book, Buckle Up and Enjoy the Ride, he he suffered a stroke, and he writes about the, the healing process and recovery process that God brought him through from that. And he tells a story that when he was in the hospital after his initial stroke, that a man walked in. And was dressed like a nurse, but Brother Bailey had never seen him before in that hospital. And, and Brother Bailey was asking him questions. <laughs> and the man came in and, and wasn't like a pulling out syringes or checking levels or anything, but he just walked in and started touching him up and down on the on the side of his body that had been affected by that stroke. And strength started to come into him. 
and and, and the man disappeared. It, it was an angel of the Lord. When Brother Bailey needed health and strength to recover, an angel of the Lord came by and um, ministered to him. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm. These types of ministering angels that walk among us and look like us, and you wouldn't know they were angels unless they did something spectacular. And I think it's because they, they don't really dwell in heaven much. They go up there from time to time, I think, to give a report of us. But for the most part, they live among the earth. That's why you can't sense them, because they don't have the, the heavenly glory of God upon them. But they have the just the nature of the earth upon them. But yeah, they'll, they'll warn you. They'll get a word of protection to you. They'll deliver you from danger. They'll do all of those things, you know. We talk about Lot, you know, the city's about to be destroyed with hail, fire, and brimstone. Those angels drag them on out of there. Uh, you know, when when Herod was going to try to kill little baby Jesus, an angel of the Lord came and warned Joseph, "Get on out of here, get out of Israel, go to go to Egypt." So you have things like that. So uh, Acts twenty seven, Paul uh, was on a ship. Uh, everybody's about to perish and die. Paul said, "Nope, we're going to be all right." There's an angel right by me. It's a ministering spirit. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, there you go. Um, I'll conclude this with uh, Psalm 34. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them. So, yeah, when when angels think of camping, they don't think of going to the lake and setting up a tent. No, they, they just want to be wherever you are, wherever you live. And so fearing the Lord, having a godly fear, what the fear of the Lord is, you... Have a godly fear and respect of what might happen to you if you disappoint God. <laughs> and you live in that. It's, I mean, love is the most powerful force, but it takes love and fear for God to really serve him. The fear of the Lord will keep you from sin because you know what might happen to you if you get entangled into that sin. So angels, yeah, your love for God is great, but you really want to get them in your life, have a fear for God, and they will encamp. Not just come by and visit. No, they'll live among you. In your home with you. They'll get in the car with you. They'll be with you at work. From time to time, I get discouraged. You know what? I could use a little angel to bring me to bring me to a better place. I get sick from time to time. I get weak from time to time. I need an angel to be there for me. You know, sometimes I can't always see danger. I, sometimes I don't know what's out in front of me. But you better believe I want an angel by me to protect me, my wife, and my three small children. I want to be delivered out of danger. I want to be delivered from temptation. I want to be protected. And we need these types of angels working and active in our life, right? Uh, in, the, in the beginning, the wake of COVID-19, a messenger angel appeared to me and said the church would regather in 60 days. You know, before that, I thought the lockdown would be for years and years and years and years. But no, God said 60 days. And sure enough, 60 days passed. And we were gathered that Sunday. So messenger angels are powerful. Ministering spirits are powerful. Let's fear the Lord and get them working and operating in our life. This is Pastor Jason Huckabee, and you're listening to Justin Gleason. September 2023 has come and gone. Some of you woke up because September <laughs> ended. <laughs> so, but uh, September 2023 has been a good month for me. Uh, we brought the, uh, we started making episodes again. We started making podcasts again. So September 2023 will be uh, forever a very special month for me. We began podcast after about a seventh month 
a sabbatical from production in the first seven months of becoming a lead pastor of the church here in Kansas City. So we're glad you're back, and we thank you, loyal listeners, for returning and engaging and downloading these episodes and playing them on your device. So we'll give you some stats for 2023 across the world. Coming in at number two for downloads, The Nation of Australia. Coming in at number one, Germany. Uh, Moving over into North America, up into Canada. Number two, British Columbia. And then number one, I can't believe it's been Ontario for a long time. But hey, Yukon coming in strong at number one. Thank you, Yukon listeners. I don't know if I know anybody from Yukon. Uh, message me. Let me know who you are. would love to uh, uh, hear what's happening up there in uh, beautiful Canada, down here in the United States of America. Number 10, Georgia. You know, I quit uh, using the R in Georgia because every person I meet from Georgia, they don't say Georgia. They say Georgia, Georgia, no R, Georgia. <laughs> Number nine, Wisconsin. <laughs> Number eight, Iowa. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number six, Illinois. Number five, down in Florida. Number four, Michigan. And number three, the Golden State, California. And number two, my home state, Missouri. It's Missouri and Missouri. (laughs) And then number one, coming in strong, number one, everything is bigger, and you better believe it's Texas. So we thank you so much for listening. We love all of you. We appreciate you. God bless all of the loyal listeners.